Welcome to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is episode 103, Seriously Speaking Server. I'm your host, Ryan Spilkin, and I'm joined today by Matthew Stubblefield. Matthew, how's it going? Good to see you, Ryan. Always a pleasure, sir. Well, Matthew, we are joined today to talk about the, the big news in the Atlassian ecosystem by the one and only Adaptivist CEO, Simon Hayden-Williams. Welcome, Simon. Hey guys, it's a real treat to be invited in the podcast. I I think this is your is this your second go this year, or is COVID time just got me got totally sideways? Yeah, I, I don't keep track of it. Everyone is a special a special moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on. So, Simon, I don't know if you caught the last episode of the podcast, but at about fourteen minutes in or so. <laughs> Matthew pulled a Nostradamus out and said, look, guys, sir, the writing, here it is in the SEC filings, server's on his way out. And sure enough, he was right. You know, I, I think like any prophecy, if you say it long enough, uh, it's it's easy to get a good track record. I've been saying this for at least three years now, so we're going to claim it. We're gonna claim, We're going to claim, yes, 100% accurate all the time. That's me. <laughs> Even even a broken clock is is right twice a day. Um, but actually, go. I'm going to get Matthew to pick my lottery numbers this week as well. I think. So, for those of you who are uh, a a bit less rampant on the blogosphere than Ryan and me, where you know you're not necessarily uh, refreshing those feeds every few minutes, <laughs> uh, you may have missed the giant news last week uh, that Atlassian is uh, sunsetting the server line of their products, uh, server licensing. So that's Jira server, Confluence server. Uh, they still have data center, still have cloud. So for an on-premise approach, they recommend you know data center. Uh, but their vision is really moving people to the cloud. We've been talking about this for a while, but but we want to kind of introduce this. If, if somehow you didn't hear, server's going away, not for a while, but it is. Data center, here to stay. Cloud is the future. So, Simon, you posted a blog about this that really was right alongside the the vision of Atlassian. We're supporting their moves, and we're going to support their uh, their customers as well. Can you tell us a bit about the thoughts that went into that blog? Yeah, I mean, I mean, ultimately, there's a lot of discussion gone on um, around the way Atlassian's kind of revised its product lines, and I, I think I think you look at look at what they're doing and. They're kind of clearly, clearly focusing on the higher end, and they're focusing on on streamlining the set of products they've got. Um, I think you look around, and there's a lot of people who who have been using server, and they're used to server uh, being available at a certain price point. And that the, there's, I know there's there's, a, there's an amount of disgruntlement about that. Um, I, I the, the kind of the way that we look at it, you know, is people people at Atlassian can run their business any way they like and they can streamline the products any way they like. And they're doing it to support their vision that um, everything is going to be on the cloud. They're not wrong. You know, sooner or later, everything is heading towards the cloud. Um, uh, and by by making the change that they've done, they're going to be able to focus more on those products. So yeah, as, as Ryan said, we'll link to the blog post in the show notes. Um, I read it as, you know, Sort of positive and supportive of of Atlassian, and, and like I said, we've we've been calling this for a while. Uh, was curious, sort of, you personally, you read the news, you know, with the timing of it and everything. Uh, what are your thoughts as you know, also being a, a business owner and and working in this space and in the tech space for a long time, looking at 
you know, alternatives that are out there. So what are your, what are your thoughts in terms of uh, Atlassian making this call now? Yeah, I think, I think uh, the timing is interesting. I think, you know, it, it's, it speaks to Atlassian's position uh, in the market and move, becoming, becoming more of a professional tool, I guess, uh, and being, being a tool that moves beyond the pure technical space, which is clearly where, where their aspirations are. Um, as a business owner, you know, you can't fault Atlassian for for running the business the way they choose to, um, uh, and and actually the thing that that I guess we should be proud of Mike and Scott for is they've been calling this out for years. Uh, we know that Atlassian is focused on the cloud, and anyone who's been paying any attention to what they've been saying, all the announcements at the summit, the the kind of cadence of releases, everyone should know that the cloud is where Atlassian is laser focused on. And the approach they've taken is to is to um, uh, rationalize their non-cloud offerings um, and to, uh, you know, still still provide an offering that suits those people that that can't move to the cloud. Um, and that's going to be around for a long time to come in the form of DC. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think, you know, at, at the lower end, maybe there's going to be some people for whom Atlassian is no longer a good fit. Um, but when you look at it, it's still pretty good value compared to everything else out there. So how is Adaptivist preparing to meet the demands that are going to come from this this shift to the cloud uh well we've been investing in cloud uh for some time you know uh, i think about five years ago uh mike cannonbrook stood up at an event in prague and sort of uh told us that the day of the cloud would be soon and uh you know we're, we're kind of we're kind of there uh we're there now um you know, we've been moving uh, product like script runner over to the cloud we've also been investing in new platforms that will um support the existence of what we think of as a hybrid state. So certainly for the larger uh, Atlassian customers out there, it's unlikely they're going to make a, um, a wholesale shift from server or DC to cloud uh, because they have multiple instances and lots of things on. And they're going to have to live with this extended state of multiple Atlassian instances, both in the cloud and on DC for some time to come. And we've been building technology that supports the backwards and forwards migration and, and actually the long-term existence of that state because that's going to be the new normal for some years to come, we think. I know at Adaptivist, our customers span, you know, the full range of of sizes. We've we've got, you know, 10 user instances up to 140,000. We've got all different verticals and industries. Um, for a lot of those larger customers, they've already been moving to data center. They want that that higher availability and that performance and, and spread and everything. But for the lower customers, and even into the tens of thousands sometimes, server still made sense. Simon, for those lower-end customers, particularly those under 500 users, where there currently isn't a licensed tier for data center, they've, they've all got to go to 500. What do you see as sort of the future for them? Or, or what are some things maybe that they ought to be thinking about? So the I think the Atlassian the Atlassian answer to that is the cloud move to the cloud. Um, Atlassian are investing hugely in the cloud to make it the right place for those um, um, certainly for those smaller users. Um, and yeah, that that that's the Atlassian answer today. I think there's been a lot of noise, and Atlassian have heard that noise. And I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of came up with some other kind of solution for those people. But if they don't, and cloud isn't for you. Um, that there's a there's a bunch of other things you can do out there. You know, if you want if you want um, if you want to look at Wiki, there's like X Wiki out there. There's things like RT. But the reason Atlassian is successful is most of those things are not are not so good. Um, and so I would urge those those people as volunteers look at the cloud and see whether you can make the cloud work for you. 
Yeah. And, and I want to remind our listeners that the vision shared at, I believe it was Summit 2019, though it may have been at 2018, was for the cloud to be more secure than the on-premise data center. And a lot of the chatter I'm seeing online is concerned about things like HIPAA, SOC 2, um, things where you really want to secure instance. Uh, at the same time, we know you can secure an AWS server for HIPAA compliance uh, and for these other requirements. So if they can get the data residency, if they can get the security, it's an audacious, bold uh, goal, but I don't think it's unobtainable. I think the cloud very well could reach that point of security to be, you know, to provide similar. I think at that point, it becomes a policy discussion more than a security discussion. Uh, and I think that's going to be one of the challenges for a lot of uh, organizations assign policy-wise what level of risk they're willing to accept. Yeah, I, I think it's important to separate security from compliance. Um, so mm -hmm. if you look at security, security is normally defined in terms of uh, confidentiality, integrity, and availability. Uh, and the cloud, the cloud should score relatively well in all all three of those. Um, from a compliance point of view, it's a little bit more challenging. And I think I think putting all those compliance layers in uh, will take time. And I think with some, we, without um, the data residency piece being fully implemented in some countries that, you know, you're never going to achieve that without the data residency piece in there. And I know that Atlassian is plowing ahead um, on making that stuff happen. It's just not there yet. Uh, I think it's a watch this space for that. In the meantime, you know, server's going to be around for a while to come. People don't have to switch server off tomorrow and go and do something else. Uh, the the long-term support uh, end date is 2024. Um, there is a date in 2022 that you need to have made a decision as to what tier you want to be on. And the prices the prices that, that are there today are good until uh, February next year. So um, it doesn't mean that we have to run around and change everything today. It means that there's a timeline and some certainty around what's going to happen, which means that customers can start to plan as to what their future looks like. Yeah. And for those customers who are uncertain, if you're listening to this and not sure you know, what comes next for you, feel free to reach out to us, hello at adaptivist.com. And one of our account management team would be happy to answer questions you have and help get you sorted with those licenses for the next few years. And be sure to read Simon Hayton Williams' blog on adaptivist.com. You'll find a link to that in the show notes. Simon, thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Well, Matthew, that is certainly some big news, and it was great to talk to Simon, but we got to get down to business, man. There are still updates to be read. And let's start with the cloud, because... Uh, you know, that's the future. I mean, that's, that is, that's where, that's where and, the money's going. Yeah. And yeah, that's what we're talking about is the future. There are big time uh, updates to advanced roadmaps for Jira in the cloud platform, including improvements to the issue search, a function that makes creating new plans super easy, flexibility in your view. And a this is one funny to me. It's you can replace the current sprint with 14 days in a uh, completion date filter. So if you want to be oddly specific about your sprints, go on, do it. And now that we talked about that a few weeks ago, though it's, it's been, it was sort of rolling out. Now it's like this is officially a yep. thing. Um, it's only in Live Plans 2.0 right now, I think. Um, but they didn't add that. They replaced it. <laughs> Current sprint is now the last 30 days, last 14 days, which I still find a little odd. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're excluding weekends in your calculations, it just, anyway, anyway. That's all right, because you know what? You can vote. 
on your preferred issues in the new issue view in Jira Cloud. And you're mm -hmm. also able to collapse your next-gen custom fields when you're doing an advanced issue search. Nice. Over in Confluence Cloud, well, if you're using Confluence on your Android device, the release 1.85 is ready for you. And uh, the new editor will allow you to search for any page or blog when adding a link. Finally, in Bitbucket Cloud, pull request attachments. This is like the third podcast we've talked about this one. I know, but now you can attach any size or type of file to pull requests in Bitbucket mm. Cloud. And the changes to those attachments will be displayed in the activity feed. So they've, they've rounded it out a little bit, enhanced it, and now we can mm -hmm. upload the witty and dry films of Lars von Trier to our Bitbucket requests. I wonder if the Bitbucket Cloud team listens to this and they're like, oh, shoot, we didn't put a, spot, a size limitation because... You know that was that was a concern. Now, any size that's that's a baller move. Bitbucket Cloud team, props <laughs> bold, for that. A bold move for him, Matthew. Let's see if it pans out. <laughs> Over in community, and we are seeing a whole ton of news in community. We're going to be spending a lot more time there in the in the coming future because it looks like that's going to be a a valid news channel. Yeah, it's. This this was sort of uh, news to us. We we talked about it. I think a podcast two ago of, of we were sort of seeing that we were trying to pick up some new sources. Uh, with not just some news sources, I now have thirty four additional feeds I'm watching for Atlassian News. So we've got the release notes, um, but we've got a lot more sources coming to you in the podcast in the future uh, as we keep up because we're seeing Atlassian publish a lot of things into the community that aren't going in release notes or, or they're not really being announced anywhere else. It's not, it doesn't make it into the press, which, you know, we usually monitor press releases and things like that. So, uh, yeah, uh, release notes, SEC filings, and the Atlassian community, you yeah. read them so you don't have to. And I'll tell you, there are some benefits to reading Atlassian community. And the first one is GIFs, man. They're just, there's a lot of GIFs in the <laughs> Atlassian community. It's mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. And, one of those gifts is illustrating how in Confluence Cloud, you're going to be able to star your templates and recommendations in, uh, in line as you're editing. So uh, it's pretty sharp, and we will share a link to this community post in the show notes as usual. Yeah, I really like the, some of the choices that Atlassian is making in terms of the menu reorganization and how it's being laid out. I, I, I will say I've read through some of the discussions a lot of pushback. But from a UX perspective, uh, it's it's really pretty nice. I gotta say, we a couple of podcasts ago, you were you were saying how your experience personally using the cloud has just improved and improved. I'm getting a mm -hmm. little envious. That's mm -hmm. I'm just I'm I, I'm thinking about seeing how That's we nice can dip benefits. our my team's toes in the cloud. Just seeing it, just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. We will we will talk more about that in a future podcast. It's, <laughs> there, there, but there are a lot of discussions going on in Daptus, especially in light of the server news of you know what platform we should be building on in the future. So yep. more to come on that. Uh, and all of it, I think, will be helped a little bit by our next article from the community, uh, Microsoft OAuth uh, for incoming emails on Jira Software Cloud. I really appreciated that there was a TLDR on this one, <laughs> which was effectively the, the TLDR, Jira admins on Jira Software Cloud can now set up their incoming uh, Jira email, their Jira incoming email servers using Microsoft OAuth. Um, this was particularly important because in 2019, Microsoft announced the retirement of basic authentication for enterprise web services. So 
it really left a gap of like, oh, uh, you know, what do we do? Um, until now, Jira Software Cloud only supported basic authentication, now supports uh, Microsoft OAuth for Exchange email servers. So that's great news. I actually found the write-up really interesting. Of course, we'll link to that in the show notes. Another article, this was on Atlassian's blog. Uh, uh, one of the last ones we've got on the Atlassian cloud is about uh, Atlassian smarts, as they're calling it, which you know is as good a name as any. Um, <laughs> uh, their their tagline is smarts helps teams smarts is like a, a brand name helps teams be more productive by identifying collaborators faster and reducing repetitive tasks what this really is doing is inside of Jira cloud um, a bunch of fields are kind of being predictive or they're they're really just keeping track of what you've been doing to uh, surface what you're most likely would want to click on. So like if you always assign something to the same person, when you click assignee, that name is probably going to be the one that pops up, that type of thing. Yeah, that's also in Confluence Cloud too. It's over. It's across the whole platform. Yeah, yeah, so it's, that, it's, you're right. It is across the whole platform and it's influencing not just things like assignees, um, but it's Jira links, it's uh, user mentions, restrictions, uh, pull request reviewers, like effectively it's user pickers. That's user pickers going to get an improvement. Uh, I think we'll see this more. Yeah. Um, they write, uh, currently they can accurately predict the top five suggestions for common issue fields, uh, including components, labels, and versions all with above a 75% accuracy. So when people, you know, they're getting these statistics back when people do a drop down. 75% 75% or more of the time, Smarts is displaying the choice that user actually wants within the top five, which is fantastic. And I suspect where this is headed, um, so this is, Wild as we've established, I'm or? getting better and better at guessing uh, yeah. where this is headed. Here's what I think. This is the first step towards making Confluence search better. Uh, I've got no beef with Jira search. JQL's great. I love it. Confluence search is often... Mm, it's it a little less than be, could be desired. It could be it could be better, right? It, it could be better. I think all of the investment that Atlassian's putting into this sort of predictive layer and smarts, we're going to see that make search better because it's going to start returning results not based on just the the keywords you've typed in, but based on your behavior, and that's going to be awesome. Hmm. You think it could? That's my uh, guess. I, okay. Well, do you think the next step is for the machine learning to be able to do my job? Because if if it could, uh, uh, hmm. yeah. <laughs> Elsewhere in the Atlassian cloud is our good friend Trello, who we uh, love and use frequently here on the Adaptivist Live podcast channel. Trello, and this is another great example of Matthew's prognostication skills, Trello has released a team table view that Matthew suggested. It's like they were reading his mind or listening to the podcast and getting his vibrations from there. Yeah, I, I don't think I talked about this publicly, but you know, we, we make some Trello apps at Adaptivist and the one of the product managers was asking for some ideas. And I said, you know, what would be really cool was if Trello had a view that could pull together stuff from multiple boards, uh, but also let me take action on it. And so I could decide 
how I, how I wanted to mix and match these things. And team table looks like it does just that. It, it's basically like giving you a portfolio level view of what's going on in multiple Trello boards. Hey, that's going to be really useful for some teams. The teams for which it will be useful specifically are those with the business class or enterprise subscriptions. Um, it's not going to be available for free. So this is one of the features that really differentiates those paid uh, tiers for Trello. If you're on business or enterprise, uh, you you will be able to see this. If not, uh, it's not there. Uh, also of note, it is in a beta stage. Um, now, because it's a cloud app, that doesn't mean like it's it's going to break or lose your data, um, but you may run into some issues. They've got a banner at the top when you're looking at team tables, so you can provide feedback. And I know from working with you know Atlassian and Trello in the past, they absolutely look at that. So if you are business class or enterprise, I think team table should absolutely be a tool you check out and provide all the feedback you can because that just helps make the product better for everybody. that's it for the cloud. Let's take a look at Jira Software 8.13, which is Atlassian's next long-term support release uh, for Jira Software. So uh, bug fixes releases will be available until 8.13 reaches end of life. It's typically two years. And um, uh, it, it tends to be like super stable. The upgrade path to, to a long-term support release is, is good because all those features have already been tested through previous point releases. Uh, so if you are presumably like 8.12, if you're already up to date, not a lot of new stuff at 8.13. For those of you who stick to uh, long-term support releases, uh, you're going to get some nice improvements to, to the Jira server app, uh, particularly on managed devices. So if you're using mobile device management, uh, the Jira server app gets uh, good improvements there. Um, uh, some stuff in the API. There's just been so many things changed that we've talked about in previous versions where we're not going to go over all of them. Um, I think the main thing uh, for you here, you know, as we link to the release notes is uh, testing your upgrades on staging. Um, these days, your upgrades are pretty smooth, uh, but uh, test that out and then move to the LTS. There's no need to uh, wait further on it. Ditto for Jira Service Desk 4.13. So the, the uh, version numbers are well aligned between Jira Software, Jira Service Desk these days. Also long-term support release. Number of bug fixes in here, um, some improvements to Lucene, but really it's a roll-up of features from uh, you know since the last long-term support release. Over in Confluence server land, there is a bug fix released in Confluence 7.8.1. I'd like to point out that um, Conf server 44664 um, was a bug that was fixed in this release where you could not edit a page that had 42 Jira issue macros on it. I can't help but feel like that, that, that has to have been something. There was some disgruntled programmer who got fired from Atlassian and they were like, you know what? <laughs> Meaning of life, the universe and everything. I want to make it break whenever it's the number 42 comes up. It's so random, right? Like, yeah. How does that happen? So oddly specific. And who puts only four? Like, how do you end up with 42 Jira issue macros on a page? And how do you end up breaking <laughs> that? I, I just, so many questions, not enough time to, to fully contemplate this one. But uh, there it is. So, of course, if you are having issues um, updating your well, pages. 
joking aside, I yeah. think the initial bug report was I have 42 Jira issue macros and it broke. Uh, I think it's really when you have a million issues and when you have a bunch of macros that happens, I don't think it's actually about the number 42, but it's just such a funny summary. <laughs> Love it. So courtesy of our 30 something new uh, feeds and community things we're looking at, uh, it was an article that popped up on the uh, Confluence uh, product you know, area in Atlassian community, uh, creating a Confluence banner with script runner that I wanted to highlight. Uh, so pretty clever and pretty simple way to add a banner to the top of your Confluence instance and uh, you know, share some information with uh, all of your users. It's even a screenshot uh, added down in the comments. And what's particularly cool about this is, you know, there are add-ons out there to create and add a banner like this. But if you've got Script Runner, you can just do it. You don't have to buy anything else. You don't have to maintain it or update it. Uh, the scripts are all provided in the community link as well as a link to the GitHub project, so you can just download it. You also provide feedback to the authors. So, um, just a very cool thing to find out there on the community. Banners are a great way to notify people when there's something changing. And uh, we use them quite frequently here at Adaptivist. And now uh, we have found a feature update for status page, which we haven't seen in quite a long time. But now there is a Slack notification uh, integration for status page. So uh, it's fairly straightforward. If you're familiar with um, Atlassian status page product, it is a very straightforward site that people can go to where your IT team can report whether or not their service, your services are up and running. Um, now that information can come through on Slack. The app is uh, available and we will of course link to the post on Atlassian community where you can read all about it. Very last in the uh, server world, we've got a very minor point release for advanced server maps for Jira. It's 3.29.2, a single bug addressed in this release uh, permission page shows incorrect behavior for restricted user. Um, so I, I think it's just like a kind of a text change to clarify what's really happening. But if that text change was really annoying you, you can get that fixed now. Otherwise, give this one a miss um, and deal with advanced roadmaps down the road. remember um sometime in the before days atlassian purchased a little company <laughs> called agilecraft agilecraft then grew and evolved into jira align and atlassian being dedicated to listening to customer feedback has put out a call for program and portfolio managers to get interviewed about their reporting needs to help improve align the requirements of participating in the study are fairly lightweight, and you'll get a gift card. Hey. So um, we will, of course, share a link to that in the show notes. If you are a program or portfolio manager and you're using Jira Line, or even if you're not, let Atlassian know about what sort of reporting needs that you have. I think they'd be particularly interested if you're not using it. Um, 
you know, and, and the comparisons to other tools, like talk about why and talk about what features you're looking for and needing. Um, I know there's a ton of investment going into a line. And so I think it's, it's worth, you know, helping, helping boost the signal on that. So um, reach out to them. So one of the things I do with the Elastin community is I've got a search um, subscription. So it searches for a word. Whenever the word training comes up, I get an email and uh, this popped up for me. This, this next one popped up for me just a few days ago. The title uh, didn't make it seem that important. It was updates to Atlassian certifications. And, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, ho-hum. You know, it's just sort of like when I see when there's an update to an Atlassian University course or something. It's like, okay, they've updated some slides. Uh, they buried the lead a little bit, though. It's not so much updates to certifications as they are retiring for certifications, uh, so out of the Elastic Certification Program, the Agile Development with Jira Software, the Jira Service Desk Administration, the Confluence Server Administration, and the Elastian System Administration certifications uh, will be retired as of February 28th, 2021. You will no longer be able to earn that certification. You won't be able to schedule tests for it. Um, they will still be valid. They can still be renewed until February 2nd, 2024, at which point they're gone. If you have those certifications, they no longer count for anything. We could speculate on why Atlassian is getting rid of these certifications. Um, <laughs> I certainly have my thoughts as somebody who, who wrote a bunch of the questions for them and did the study materials and, and about the certification program. Um, I, I doubt it, it's directly tied to the server news. Um, I suspect it's more that that you know there probably just hasn't been a lot of uptake on these ones. Um, I've always felt like we don't get a lot of requests for Confluence server training, for instance. Like Confluence is so easy. I, I imagine the Confluence cert probably not a lot of demand. Sysadmin, kind of the same way. Whenever I talk with people about it, if you've been a Sysadmin for a few years, you can walk in and do it. If you're not, I mean, it's not the the top cert for being a Sysadmin. You're going to go get Rel or or something else. Mm-hmm. Um, they do note that when Atlassian stops selling server licenses, uh, some, they don't specify which, <laughs> some of these six server credentials will become data center certifications with no action needed for you. Because ultimately, server and data center, very, very similar. It's, it's more of a licensing change. Um, so they, they do have a couple of um, new things to announce, uh, which are Jira cloud certifications. So what is currently the ACP 600, that's the uh, project administration cert that would be a managing Jira cloud projects as ACP 620. And Jira administration, which is the ACP 100, uh, you'll now be able to get ACP 120, which is the Jira cloud administration exam. Um, I have less insight into those, haven't been involved in the cert program for a few years. But uh, if, if, if those certifications are of interest to you, we'll link to the community post where you can read more about it, as well as the uh, currently two pages of comments likely to grow. And we've often said community posts are fun to watch because you can see how the community is responding in real time. And uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, the, that's the news on the, the certifications there. And we found one more thing in community. Turns out Atlassian wants more from you than just uh, your opinions on Jiro Line. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we reported a one or two podcasts ago. Atlassian has changed the name of Summit. We all know and love Summit. It's the, the annual conference. It is now Team 
uh, can't help but but think of a uh, IT crowd. Uh, <laughs> well, well, join the team. team. We gotta have we gotta be a good team here. Call security. Have not messed with the team for the building. They weren't being a good enough team. Uh, team twenty one. Call for speakers is open. Uh, so you know, formerly known as Summit, uh, you it, it will be uh, online. Um, so no travel needed even. Um, but if you want to be a speaker, a presenter at Team Twenty One, the this year's themes are business transformation, DevOps and Agile, ITSM and ITOM, Journey to the Cloud, <laughs> Scaling for the Enterprise, and Teams and Culture. Uh, so I'm sensing a theme. Ryan and I, <laughs> uh, Ryan and I are actually, uh, this will be our second year pitching a talk about the podcast. I don't remember what happened to the pitch last year. I think we, we never actually sent it. No, we did. We were too busy. Did we? Okay. We did. So we'll, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe for those of you, if you, if you would love to hear more about how we make this thing and why, and the, the behind the scenes of, of just trying to keep up with all of Atlassian's news that's spread over the interwebs, uh, you know, you, you could go and instead of asking uh, to pitch a pitch a presentation, you could be like, go get that, those Adaptivist Live guys. Want to hear? Want to hear from them? Want to hear? A team. I, I, are, I I don't I don't hear enough from that team every two <laughs> weeks. I need to hear more. Yeah, the team needs to be a team behind the team. Yo, Doug. Go talk more about the team. Wow, Matthew, that was a lot of news. Action packed. Yeah, no joke. Are you worn out? Are you, you feeling all right? I'm ready for a break. Well, I think you have a break coming up, don't you? I do. I do. Uh, so uh, for all of our viewers at home, uh, I want to let you know, this will be the, my last podcast for a while. Uh, it'll be January before I'm back. My wife and I are expecting our second child, uh, which we're super excited about. And I am 99.9% .9 confident he will be here before the next recording. So uh, I hope you all have a great end of the year. Uh, my plan is to uh, somehow wrangle a two-year-old while taking care of a newborn and my wife and making it through the holidays and uh, not log on to Slack or email. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see how we'll see how successful I am. Uh, we'll see if Ryan can can re restrain himself from texting me uh, uh, about Atlassian news in between. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, this will this will likely be it, which is weird because it's just October, right? But you know, it'll be another two and a half weeks before we record. And um, anyways, so uh, so yeah, this is with with your track record right now. I mean, you you've been calling it pretty good. So I think if you if you're ninety nine point nine percent sure the baby is coming before <laughs> the next episode, I'm going to go ahead and call it a done deal. It's it, yes, yep, 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 yep. So um, so I it does mean you know. Maybe Ryan, you should text me uh, so we can do our traditional end of the year shot cast. I, I would come back for that. Okay, all right. If there is a shot cast, twenty twenty deserves a shot cast, man. So if, I will if any let you if know. any year deserves a shot cast, this is the uh, one. This is the one. So we we would. I don't know how we'll do that because we would like to have some of the Brits in. I could start drinking at eight, I guess, in the morning. Yes. Why? I'm I'm. You, you know what? I would. That's true. I'll still be up. I'll probably be up starting at three in the morning. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. Thank you, listeners, uh, for for me. You, you all got a couple more months. Great year of Atlassian podcasting, uh, and uh, you know we'll check back in December. Maybe no no firm commitments. I, I may be asleep, uh, yeah. or I may just be 
in a daze. But uh, <laughs> it'll be it'll be good. Well, Matthew, thank you so much. It's been a it's been a heck of a year. What a ride! The best of luck. If there's anybody out there raising good kids, I am very very convinced that it's you. Um, oh, thanks. And that's it for this edition of Adaptivist Live. So thank you, listeners. Uh, look forward to hearing from you on social at Adaptivist. Like and share this podcast wherever fine podcasts are liked and shared. For Matthew Stubblefield and Simon Hayden-Williams, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. But, but Ryan, could the machine grow a beard to match yours? Uh, you know, garbage it, in, garbage out, man. Not. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>